There's not one guy, one person in the history of this program that's bigger than the program. I have the opportunity to, to the first time I get to lead a program uh, at Oklahoma. Are you kidding me? It doesn't get any better than just, this. The biggest reason is, is just, you know, this is Oklahoma. And uh, Oklahoma uh, is, is um, a special place. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Sooner Surge, episode number three. And we just did a pod a few nights ago, I think, and doing another one because Brent Venables had a press conference. And so just before we get into thoughts on that, um, you know, he came out and basically said, we're not going to talk about this anymore. What do you guys think about from the press conference? Um. Well... I thought it was more not about football than what I expected because a lot of people kind of asked around the same question about how the team reacted, came together during the Kale Gundy thing. But one thing that stood out to me was how highly he made a comment of Justin Harrington. Because he's been a guy we've heard a lot of things about early in camp, and he's been one of the camp standouts for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I thought they should have asked more questions about football. Yeah, but you got to understand, yeah, you, could tell, you could tell the very first question uh, that was asked was, uh, I think, Ryan Aber. And – after Venables, they all thought probably it was going to be talking about Gundy. And then Venables opened up with that comment, and then Ryan Aber started off. He's like, well, I was going to ask you about that. And it's like a lot of these reporters didn't have another question to ask. They didn't know what to do. They were like, oh, crap, we can't talk about Kel Gundy. Now what do I ask? You know what I mean? And so I think that led to part of the problem. And finally, I don't know if it was 15, 16 minutes in, something like that, Venables – says, hey, y'all going to start asking some football questions? You're not going to have me very much going forward. Like, let's go. And then we started to get some questions, but it took a while. And I don't blame him for not talking about the Gundy thing. People were like, I thought he would say more. What is there to say? I mean, he's not going to go out there and tell you every detail about it. Like, let's move on. I think that's what they're doing. They're moving on from it. Boom, move on. I want to talk about uh, one football. thing. Yeah, one thing that Brent Venables, I think it was Brent Venables that said they had a three-hour uh, informative team meeting, and apparently that really got the team closer together than what it already had been, which was good. And I heard a lot of players stood up and talked. Yeah, that's what I heard too. But you know what I was thinking about this, and this is before I say this. This is my opinion. I have no knowledge of this. I have no sources. This is Jason's opinion. But he said they had a three-hour meeting. And kind of how I kind of see it going is a three-hour meeting about what happened, about racial slurs, about what's appropriate, and about that kind of thing. And I would – I bet you there were some players – I don't know how many – but there were some players that were like, yeah, that would make me uncomfortable if I was in that position room. And with that being addressed, 
obviously when Gundy resigned, as Ben was like, yeah, I have to accept your resignation. If there's even two players on the team that think it's a big deal, he's going to have to be like, sorry, yeah. And that's kind of where I think maybe the meeting, you know, there were a lot of players that were back in Gundy, but there were probably a few that thought, yeah, this is uncomfortable. You know, this race thing is uncomfortable. And they talked about it for three hours and they became close. But at that time, it's like, well, what, what's the only option left to do, you know? And I think that's why he's not going to talk about it anymore. It's over with. They're moving on. Washington is going to be a really good coach, in my opinion. I think he's going to be an extremely good recruiter. We're already seeing that with Petway committing again, basically keeping his commitment. I think this. I think he's going to be a really good coach. And that's kind of yeah. why I want, what I want to talk about is the future. I kind of don't even want to talk about Gundy anymore. Not that I don't like him. I love Gundy, but I'm kind of done. Let's move forward. Football season's coming. Let's go. I think LaDamian is definitely the long-term option there. And uh, I was glad what he did locking down Petaway. I think that shows that all the people that are saying he's going to be an excellent recruiter here, I think that's that shows that uh, he very much could be. Um, we'll see what it, if he gets Anthony Evans. But, um, you know, that wide receiver room, kind of leaning it more into football, Jaden Gibson looks like a beast. I've heard good things about him and uh, a few Nick other guys. Anderson. Nick Anderson. I've heard. Mm-hmm. I I heard that I, Bun- Bunkley Shelton. I mean, Gavin, JJ I, Hester. I, JJ Hester. Gavin. I have heard from a very reliable source that the camp standout at wide receiver has been Jaleel Farouk, and I don't think that would come as a surprise to anyone. But well, I heard he's I, really even stepped it up from the spring. I heard he's, like, becoming the number two guy in the room now. Yeah, I heard today, I think on the radio on the ref, I heard Parker soon say, as of right now, he probably thinks the top four are Mims, Weiss, Farouk, and Stoops. Yeah, that's not surprising. His top four. But he says, you know, because of Stoops' athleticism, he would probably be the one that would be jumped for somebody else coming in at four, either Gibson or the uh, Shelton, you know. Um, but you know what's crazy is we're not even talking about guys like Darby and West. Darby and West, you could see them too. That's what I'm saying. But, it's a very deep – Well, very, here's the thing. If we have an West, injury, it's not going to kill us, you know. No, yeah. not in that room. No. And it, and then it would not surprise me if you see J.J. Hester in the slot this year or – Stoops a little bit. Stoops, I think, in the red zone. Yeah, and he's fast. Red zone? In the red zone, I think Drake Stoops will play most of the time because, you know, he's very reliable um, for a QB, and I think he fits our offense pretty well. But, like, some of these guys are just studs. Like, four Hesters, four Andersons, six, five corners. That can be a mismatch for most corners. Oh, yeah, for sure, and I feel like there's going to be a guy in the wide receiver room, Gibson or Anderson, they're going to have to probably redshirt this year. And thinking oh, about the think year. One, I, don't I don't think, think so. I don't think so. I don't well, think either one will redshirt. Yeah, that's that, that could be up, up for debate. But don't go longer, but what if they want to keep one of the guys redshirted? Like, there's, there's not much in. Point what if they want to keep his redshirt for next year? 
I get it, much Jackson. I totally get it, but here's the deal. Most of these guys now that you're recruiting that are that highly touted won't be there yeah. senior anyway. They'll be so they're only going to stay three gone. years. And, and so it's like they someone, might as well. And we're going to play the best players. I No doubt in my mind. So I think if he's a yeah. top six guy, he's going to play. And I think he is a top six guy. Do y'all listen to the ref? I yeah, have. I do. I think it's Did you listen to Teddy today? Did you listen to Teddy today? No, I, I mainly hear – so I was listening to Parker do something, but I mainly hear it from the 9 to 12. Okay, let Travis me tell you, Teddy, Teddy Lehman went to the practice today, the full pads. At the oh, wow. Teddy Lehman yeah. told – they asked him what he thought, and he said, here's a few things that stood out to me. And I'm not going to – I don't know his exact words. It was basically there's a couple of receivers in there that – are going to be impossible to guard one-on-one. You know who he say, said they were? Who? Mems, Weeson, Jaden Gibson, and Nick Anderson. A- Anderson. He yeah. said those two guys yeah. are so just physically, they're just, he's like, they're not going to be guarded one-on-one. He'd, oh, but he also said, you also have Mems, Farouk, and all of them already. Weiss. He was saying, yes. But you know what then he said? The best part, he said he talked to multiple, multiple coaches on both sides of the ball, and every one of them said the best part of the team right now, offensive line. That's yep, that, great. no, that, that is true. Apparently, I have heard Savion Bird has made the biggest transformation. Yes, he mentioned body Savion on the Bird. offensive line. I heard his arms are defined now. Like, yes. that's how much he took in the but think about it think about it what was the worst part of our offense last year was offensive line offensive line if they've turned it around and they're the best part of our offense or team guys this is gonna be a scary, scary good and, in this offense yes in this offense the offensive line is key because oh, going fast and like, stuff too with guys like mims weiss farouk gibson anderson if you give gabriel a good amount of time these guys are going to get open and if you can run the ball, which I think they will be able to. I think they can too. And guys, uh, both of y'all a long, for a long time about how Gavin Sawchuk could contribute this year. Mm-hmm. I think I think Sawchuk is – I think he'll play a lot. Yeah. I don't know if a lot. I, oh, yeah. I think he'll be a punt returner too. Yeah. No, I I think that it's will – probably going to be games, but, but I, I heard that – the. Power returner has a chance to be Gavin Freeman. Well, that's possible too. There's a lot of options. You know, the the one thing that stood out for me from the press conference out of everything that Venable said, there's one thing that just stood out to me like no other. What? And it was when they asked him about Schmitty and do you notice a difference? And he said, We looked apart. Like that's pretty high praise yeah. to say. He, yeah. He said he said, We look good. Like physically, we looked apart. And most coaches, they won't go that far and say that. They're like, well, you know, I've seen improvement. But he said, we looked apart. Like, and he's been, you know where he's been for the last 10 years? Clemson. Yeah. Okay. So if he's saying we looked apart, he's saying we look just as Clemson. Physically. That's what I think he's saying. Like, physically, we're there. Now let's get the rest of it. But oh, yeah. that, and that was very telling to me. Then also, one thing that he said I think that definitely stood out. But the thing that stood out most to me is he said, this team 
early, and training camp has looked great. He said, I'm pretty sure he said great, not good, great. And think about the great teams that Brent Venables has been around at Clemson. The years whenever they had Deshaun Watson and Trevor Lawrence at quarterback. Those offenses and defense were great. And if he's calling this team great, they must be doing something right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they're they're doing a lot right. And it was really awesome to hear him talk about the next 10 days down at the rugby field. Mm -hmm. Come on. Let's go. Did they ever do that before with Riley? No. I don't think so. No, and he said these next 10 days will be the hardest 10 days of the season. I know. You know what? He said that when he came in to coach OU. He said, I want us to be so confident when we go into a game because our practices are so grueling that when we go to the game, it's going to feel easy for us. That's what they're doing. Yeah. I've seen the practice videos I've seen. The drill that I – I love to watch the most on the practice ones is the W drill. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. That's oh, yeah. basically a uh, improved version of the yeah. um, Oklahoma, Oklahoma drill. drill. Yeah. Well, yeah. and it's like now, and they've added a wide receiver and safety blocking on the third level to now, which is oh, more yeah. like a, a real game instead of just having the first two. Levels of the defense. Yeah, and our wide receivers can block, too. That's one thing I'll say. Mm-hmm. Farouk is pretty good blocking, but Theo Weiss, he's a really good blocker. Drake Stoops is, too. Yeah. Think about this. I'm just going to throw this out there offensively, okay? Just just think about this lineup. Just say you got Mims, Weiss, and Farouk, okay, with Braden Willis. Who Who's going to? Bro, how are they covering that, bro? And Eric Gray, too, he can to. catch out of the backfield so well. Yeah. And here's the deal. Here's the deal. Eric Levy's, offense, Levy's offense goes so quick, you can't sub in and out a lot of times. So, yeah. Braden Wilson is a mismatch. Oh, my God. And, uh, gosh. There was a film uh, breakdown that I watched on his offense. And in the SEC, one thing he did so well was – it's not like the past offense where he where Riley kind of relied on one guy to get open because that's how the play was designed and set up. But now Levy, he schemes people open. That's what his offense does. It schemes yeah. two or three guys open based on what the defense is in. Yeah. Yeah, and, and we have the playmakers to do it too. I mean, oh, for sure. You look at – Y'all would both agree that our wide receivers right now are better than what Ole Miss had last year, right? Yeah. Because I hey, compare our, our wide compare our wide receivers to compare our wide receivers to our wide receivers last year. Yeah, they're, they're better. Try it. They weren't used. Well, Hazelwood never caught a ball hard. Well, yeah, last year they weren't. He, used he didn't catch the first touchdown to the Texas game. What I'm yeah, saying, Mims never got looks. Hey, hey. Weiss was injured. Mario Williams, don't, I'm not going to say he's not good. He's a good player, but he was short. And where was Farouk all season? Well, there's a lot of no. things. Hey, you can say that hey. about a lot of guys. Where were they all season? Hey, I want to run something by y'all, too, because on our on our website, I was writing something on the wide receivers. And is it a stretch to say that Marvin Mims could – be a finalist for the Heisman top five. 
Um, I yes. think that depends. Yes, yes, that's a stretch because receivers hardly make it in there, and he would have to be a big time punt returner. I hey, think. we've se- we've seen D.D. Westbrook he, make it in he, there too, but it just depends on the year. Like big time punt returner, he can do. return well, punts and too. also uh, Jordan Addison. He wasn't even a finalist for Heisman last year. Yeah, I think it's too hard with the quarterbacks now. It's yeah. too hard. Eh. But I will say now, being now Dylan Gabriel. Yes. As as a finalist for Heisman, that's not a stretch, I don't think. Going against big twelve defenses with our talent. I don't think it's a stretch, but I think for a wide receiver, if you're on a really good team, like look at Devontae Smith, he won it a couple years. That's because he's on Alabama. Like I feel like if we were going twelve and zero and something like that, and Mims had a big year, I don't think it would be wild to say that him well, and BG are both sitting there in the top five. He also had like over two thousand yards that season. That was the most unguardable year I've ever seen out of anyone. That was incredible. And there's more guys, too, on this year's team, too, than there was last year. So Yeah, it feels like we got depth in in a lot of places where we haven't had it. I heard heard on the Sports Animal Day, I think it was Al and Jim were talking about, they were talking about the practices and how more physical they feel like it is. And they were saying that, you know, maybe Lincoln didn't really want to have physical practice because he didn't feel like he had the depth. And yeah. I, I don't know if that's mm-hmm. true, but, but he played a lot of guys. So I don't know really what that means. Yeah, they said that we on got uh, unofficial 40 today, too. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, this team, depth-wise... I'm excited, man. I'm ready. I have a... Uh, statement to make what is the best defensive back award in the nation called do you, got, do you know the name of it is it the charles woodson award is that right i don't know what it's called it might be the woodson seems like there was the another woodson guy it was named after but i don't know but this may be a big stretch right now but i think there's a chance justin harrington is top 10 in that by the end of the year okay i was thinking about justin harrington guys where are they going to go with this? Is he going to play Cheetah? Nickel? Cheetah. Yeah, he's, he's going to be the starting. He's going to be the Cheetah. starting Cheetah. Dude, so when are they going to give him scholarship? When are they putting him on scholarship? I don't. I don't know. He. I don't know. Don't you think he's earned it? Well, they're probably going to wait and see what he does in the classroom. He he That's can only play. He can only play this year. He's got to go pro. No, he's got next yeah. year, buddy. No, he's a, he's a super senior. He's a redshirt senior. Super yeah, senior. Yeah, right? so he can use his no, he can use his sixth year since he was he, since he's a redshirt senior. He redshirt. I know like why. Yeah. Okay. You have a Man. fifth year. Man, that guy's everybody's talking about him. Hey. Oh yeah. I think he's the closest thing we got to an Isaiah Simmons-esque player. Yeah. The thing is that he's – I think Isaiah Simmons is 6'4". He's only 6'2", but – Harrington is 6'3". I, think, I thought Har- Harrington's 6'3". Harrington is 6'3". Yes, 6'3". Okay, not 6'2". He can, still, run, he, he can run and he can hit. Yeah, he can run. Exactly. But here's the thing, that position, that position, 
which is this is what I really liked about Venables, Dad. Venables like that position. You got to know a lot. Of, you got to know a lot of stuff. It's a lot of mental stuff too. And he sounded like he Harrington's picking it up pretty well. For him to say we're playing him at that position right now is pretty high praise. Like well, he's from one what of the ones we're looking at. When when I when what I took away from from uh what Venables said about uh Harrington is he basically just said he's gonna play Cheetah or Nickel because he was like we've tried him at a lot of spaces you know we can put a lot of different looks out there with him. Yeah, and I think that's yep. kind of yeah. what a Cheetah is is a lot of different looks. And I think we're gonna see some a lot of different looks. I think I think we'll see multiple guys at Cheetah. But I think Harrington will play some nickel some. I also think Justin Broyles will play nickel some too. Well, I, not yeah, very much. I, he might as a break, but I agree. To me, no, you got Key Lawrence and Woody Broyles will. Huh? Key Lawrence and Bowman at safety. Yep, and Harrington yeah. at nickel, and then that puts Woody Washington. And I'm going to go with the last DB was going. He's either going to be Graham or, or Jaden Davis. Or Eaton. Hey, Harrington think, probably won't be Nickel. I Harrington think, will be Cheetah. That's so Nickel would be. I think that the second like. corner is going to be Kanai or CJ Colden, but that's me. Yeah, it could be. Brody, the Nickel is Cheetah. That's why I'm calling it Cheetah. It's not the same. It's the fifth defensive back. That's what Nickel, that's what Cheetah is. Okay, yeah, but they're different right. roles. The Nickel is usually playing a slot corner, the okay. Cheetah is almost used in a safety position. Okay, I'm just saying. Cheetah's he can... a di- he'll be that position. But Nickel yeah. could also be a guy like Trey Morrison, Justin Broyles, Jaden Davis, mm-hmm. Kanai Walker. I mean, they could put Kanai Walker at Cheetah, too. He has the size to do it and the speed. Yeah. Yeah, my my most – the position I'm, I'm most anxious to see on defense, who they throw out there to start, is going to be the, the interior lineman. The who, do interior, think, who do you think it's going to be, the two interior defensive linemen? Probably, if I it, had to place a bet on Jaylen it. Jalen Redmond, Redmond and Jeffrey and, Johnson. And Johnson. But, See, I'm not, I'm not hearing Johnson's name as much as I am Coe and Ellis. Yeah, Coe and Ellison, Ellison because they're making yeah. bigger jumps. Jeffrey Johnson coming in, you know what you're going to get with him. And I've heard, mm-hmm. I've heard that he's kind of an anchor on the defense, so I think he's your uh, nose guard. Well, Jeffrey Redmond. Johnson – Jeffrey Johnson even said he's he's really good against the run, but he's not as good against the pass rush. Yeah, that's why I think so, you'll see some different looks. Yeah, mm-hmm. you'll, you'll, they'll rotate a few of those guys. Kelly, Kelly's sure. going to play. I think he's I heard much guy. from him. Yeah. You know who I'm hearing a lot Juan of? Juan guy? Who, Gilliam? Not, well, Gilliam's one of them, but there's another guy Walton. that's a freshman. R. Mason Thomas. R. Mason Thomas, his name has been yep. thrown out a lot. He's yep. an N, though. He's an N, but... No, is he? Yeah, yeah, R. Mason Thomas is an N. You're thinking of... I thought they were moving Harvard. him in the middle. Oh, I'm no, thinking of Tarver in the middle, yeah. They I'm hearing a lot Tarver, about yeah. R. Mason Thomas. Dude, Tarver's like, Tarver's like 325. I'm yeah. hearing a lot about R. Mason Thomas, though. Yeah. He'll, he'll be a future guy in the uh-huh. end, but... I'm curious to see who y'all think would... would Play who's going to start, Stripling or Laula? All right, my starting Actually, defensive line. Hey, let me tell you my starting defensive line. Oh, okay. I was going to say something, but you can go. Yeah, go ahead, Jackson. Now I'm going to think oh, of mine. You go ahead. Well, I was going to say a guy that I've heard quite a bit of 
buzz about is Grimes, Reggie Grimes. Oh yeah, me too. I, I've I've heard his name come up quite a couple times. He's the name I've heard most in the defensive end room. See, that's that's the thing is okay. You got Downs, Stripling, and Grimes. Which two of those three are going to start? You have Laulu too, buddy. Yeah, but I think he's the next next he's the next rotation. Huh? I think those think three he'll... are the best three. Those three are the best three, Brody. Grimes, Downs, Ooh. and Stripling. Ooh. You, you don't think so? Who would you put above him? I think Laulu is just as good as them. No, I think Laulu is a mm, I think it's going to be Stripling and Downs to start. That would be my I do too. Hey, we I hear all that Stripling out on is going to lead the defensive line in sacks. What, who is? Stripling. I agree. What, Did I you, think it'd be Redmond. Didn't he have two healthy. in the spring game? Didn't he have two sacks in the spring game? Both no, he had a great Alamo Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. What year is Grimes? Grimes, I think he's a junior or a redshirt. Yeah. Uh, junior, I think. Junior. Yeah, what he's about, a redshirt junior. What about junior? Gilliam? Gilliam is only a sophomore, right? Yeah. No, no, no. Gilliam's a redshirt yeah. freshman. Oh, okay. He played last year, didn't he? He's a redshirt freshman. Yeah. played in four games. Grimes is a junior. Okay. I think Grimes will play a lot this year, and then I think he'll come out next year. He won't come out next year. He'll come back. I think he'll yeah, have to I mean, down, like, Downs yeah. has to come back next year. I, I mean – Realistically, if you look at it, the guys that would go to the league would be Stripling, Redmond, Jeffrey Johnson, Isaiah Coe, and Jordan Kelly. I believe he has to leave. Coe won't go this year. He won't get enough PT. He'd he'd wait to be the next dude, in my opinion. That's what I think. But yeah, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see because that defensive line is. Very competitive right now. The only like two yeah, spots, sure. on the, uh, the only two spots on the team that are set are QB and running back one. Outside of that, no one else is set, and I think you guys can agree with that. Um, wide receiver. Well, and then obviously cornerback one, but. And I think Deshaun, yeah, Deshaun totally. White's set, yeah. probably. Yeah. All right. You think? I don't know. I don't know on that. He's probably your starting Will. I couldn't see them putting anyone else there. Who do you guys think is going to lead the team in tackles? Stutzman, probably. It's going to be Lawrence. Or... I think it's going to be Key Lawrence. I know. I think it's going to be Key. Yeah, or Bowman. It's going to be a safety. I have heard, though, that in camp that Key Lawrence is, like, a little bit wild still. Like, he's not settled down. Have y'all heard the same thing? No, I didn't hear that. But he's that, he's got kind of that personality, so I could see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's what that's what they were saying because of his personality and his well, d- demeanor on Bowman the field. Well, on, on Bowman's interview, he even said that he's the quiet yeah. one and Lawrence is the boisterous one. I mean, I think we can all agree Lawrence was the best DB last year, so I I don't I'm not really worried about him. 
And if you look at it, like, both our safeties have the ability to play corner at the same time. Like, they can match up against someone. Because guess what? They both played corner last year. Bowman looks good right now. His physicality. Oh, yeah. Smitty did some work on him. Oh, yeah. There was a clip of him, and he looked like he looked like the Hulk. He looked like, like public. What? For Texas is opening up their practice tomorrow night at seven. Public to fans. Are you serious? Did y'all uh-huh. hear about that? Because I heard, I that, saw it on I heard that they haven't had a starter. I heard they haven't separated no. the starter yet. Yeah, I heard that their QB room has been absolute abysmal. Yeah, I heard that. I heard that they have a true freshman who was like a three star that's playing as good as Ewers and Card. Yeah. Well, here's what I heard. From basically, they expect to get destroyed by Alabama, so they plan on starting Hudson Card the first two games to destroy his confidence and start quoting Ewers the next game. I did not hear that. I'm seeing a very interesting tweet right now, guys. What? This is from Malachi. Or this is from uh, Malachi Nelson. Okay, on Instagram. This is what it, this is what it says. Unfortunately, a lot of y'all met me when I lacked boundaries and was a people pleaser. Let me reintroduce myself. I burn bridges as needed. He gone. Ain't him, baby. Isn't that how you read that too? He's fluent. I mean, the thing with him is if he goes to A&M, he's starting next year. If he goes to USC, he's not starting next year. And me personally, uh, I'd rather see him at USC. But that is just me. And I'd love to see him face off against Arnold because I think Arnold is probably the better QB out of the two of them. I don't think probably. I think that's... I mean, but I don't know, you know, A&M's in our conference now, so. So today they, they went full pads, correct? Yep. Full pads today. I want to see some video from that. I wish the media was out there today. I wonder how often they're going to get to go out there. What, once a week? Maybe? Yeah. Well, I heard that uh, BV just says, like, late that night that they can come the next day. That's what I've heard. Yeah, he's pretty just kind of like, yeah. Uh Y'all can come out for 40 to 45 minutes. They got their suits on today, baby. Did you see that? Yeah. What were they for? The were they for new photos? No. So they they no, all they're pregame. A, those are custom suits that they picked out. I think oh, they were in the yeah. games. Yeah. Okay. That's what those are for. Yeah. So that was pretty cool, man. Mm-hmm. Who do you guys think is gonna have the most cool suit on the team? 
Um, well, from what I saw today, Jaron Kanax is pretty sweet. Oh, yeah, Kanax. And then somebody, oh, Reigns was pretty cool. He had a gray with some light pink in it. I liked it. But it's cool yeah. that they're all different, kind of, you know? They didn't all have to get the same one. They need to make that for every athlete at OU, not just football team. Like, all the guys get suits, all the girls get something. I don't know. They just need to make that a thing for everybody. Yeah. That's what I thought was going to happen, was that they all were going to have Yeah, the I same think eventually. Suit. No, now maybe they yeah, are going to think... have some. They might all have the same suit for games. You're right. Yeah. Or like... maybe they could all have the same suit if it's like a road game. No, these are their suits for games. They'll wear these in every game. Not in the game, but to the game? Into the game. Like walking in. That's what I'm saying. It's not going to be a yeah. fashion contest anymore. No. Sure. Players no. won't have on $5,000 shoes from their NIL deal with Kansas. It's true. It is true. I'm ready for that first game. I want to see how physical we're going to be. We keep hearing that word. Yeah. So I'm ready mm-hmm. to hit somebody else instead of our own team. I want to see what happens. I Because everything it's... right now is all talk. Yeah. I think it would be a disappointment if they have over 150 yards of offense in the first half. Yeah, I mean, I don't know much about UTEP. It's All UTEP. I know is last, yeah, last year it was Tulane. Remember, it's just Tulane. And they should it's be. not last year, bro. You should not compare this year to last year. But we haven't seen him play a game yet, so what are you Last year we about? couldn't even beat Kansas. But what are you comparing, Brody? We haven't seen him play yet. I'm not comparing it to nothing. I'm just saying expectations should be it's not a problem against UTEP. There shouldn't be no problems against UTEP. We should physically dominate. First two games like, it's, like, physically it's like BB said, like practice should be easier than playing UTEP. I agree. But what I'm saying is we haven't seen anything – game situations yet. We just haven't. So everything's talked to now. They can look great in practice against themselves, but you know, it's totally different. Yeah. Yeah, but with the right preparation, it's really not that much different. Yeah. And and if you think about it, while they're practicing against themselves, they're them going against each other is about the best talent they're going to play in conference play and out of conference over the course of the season. Yeah. Because outside of, like, Texas, maybe, no team has more talent. I mean. Uh, Baylor's pretty I agree. Texas has more talent than Baylor, though. But yeah, take them more time than Baylor. I don't know. I feel like too that if we don't go at least ten and two, this season is not a disappointment, but it is. Can't say that because it depends. Because injuries could kill. There could be sure. certain injuries that kill. Yep. But I agree. I think it's not. But I mean, ten and two, like. Most other programs look at that as a great season. Mm-hmm. 
like over half of other programs would love to go ten and two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you guys think that? Or no, okay. Who do you guys think is the team that has the best chance of defeating us on the schedule? Nebraska. Nebraska. I think it's the Baylor, probably. Yeah, but Baylor's at home. I'll see how you no, do. I don't, I, I don't care how. Stadium. I don't oh, yeah. care how bad sure. that Iowa State what? is, but that's gonna be a tough game in Ames. Oh, Iowa State's always a tough game, no matter if yeah. they're bad or not. That's in Ames. They're like too. our kryptonite. Isn't isn't yeah. that like a Thursday night? No, it was a Thursday night, but it got changed to a Saturday night. Good. I believe. If it was on a Thursday night, I'd be scared. Going into that game. When was the last time OU played a Thursday night game? No idea. I have no clue. It's been a while. Have they, have they even played a Thursday night game since we since I've been alive? I'm sure they have. I don't know. I'm sure they have. All right, so we're going to do something this year. First time we're going to do this, it's going to be the OU Fantasy Draft. What we're going to do, Brody and Jackson, y'all are going to pick a fantasy team, just like you would as a fantasy football, and we're going to see who has the best team. So what I'm going to do is see who has the number one draft picked here. I'm going to want y'all to pick a number between one and ten. It's whoever comes the closest, you can go over. It's just whoever's closest to the number I have. All right. I'll, I, go, I'll go with six. I'll Ready? go with five. Correct answer is number eight, baby. Dylan Gabriel, number eight. All right. So, so Jackson, Jackson is on the you clock. You have first pick on the clock, and then we're going to go snake. Brody, you'll get two, three. Jackson, you'll get four, five. Yep. Are we drafting all positions, even linemen? Yes. Yes. Okay. So So what we'll do is on the next podcast, I'm going to have my winner that I think has the best team. But in between that now and then, I want you all to put this on Twitter. Everybody follow us on Twitter at Sooner Surge. And we want to see your vote for the best all-around team. All right. All right. All right, yeah, so we're going into our fantasy draft again. This is a hypothetical situation. Who is going to have the best team if they were to play in a game? You guys will have your say in it, um, and then Jason will have his say in it. So, um, again, hypothetically, it's not based on stats throughout the season. Jackson, you have the first pick. Is the pick in? With lots of thought, yes, it is. All right, go ahead and announce the first pick in our 2022 well, draft. 
with my first pick, I'll be selecting Woody Washington. All right, give us some uh, intel on this pick. Well, when you look at a defense and when you look at past de- defense, if you have a guy that can cover the the team's number one wide receiver and has as much talent as Woody does, I think it's going to help your defense elevate a lot. So that's why I decided to take him. All right. I will be on the board for picks two and three. All right, so with the second pick in this draft, I'm going to be taking Marvin Mims. Um, for me, this was a tough but easy decision. Um, I feel I can put many QBs with Marvin Mims, and Mims will succeed. He's going to make things easier for my quarterback. And, uh, you know, I think he is by far and away the best wide receiver on this team. Um, with my third pick, I'm going to be selecting Bill. Um, a lot of plays on defense for me. All right, so Jackson is on the clock with the fourth and fifth. So, well... With this pick, this was a decision between two guys, but I decided to take Jalen Redmond. I feel like he's a guy that can set the inside and really cause havoc along the along the defensive line in the run and pass game. And with the fifth pick, I decided to take Theo Weiss. I feel like... I need a guy that that QB can rely on in every down on the field. A guy that's a really good route runner, is good at short and intermediate routes, and is just also a great red zone threat. So that's why I have decided to take both of those guys. Ethan Downs can really set the tone. Um, for this is, I think, the seventh pick. I'm going to be selecting Braden Willis. Now, this is someone that is another reliable target for whoever my QB may be. Um, and I think he is primed for a really big year for the Sooners this year. I think he's very versatile. Um, and he can be a, next to Marvin Mims, they can be a good wide receiver tied in combination. All right. So, with my next pick, I have decided to take Key Lawrence. I feel like that guy in the safety room can really be a difference maker, especially in the run game, with how physical of a block or physical tackler he is. And he and he can do multiple things on the field. He's very good in pass coverage, which I think really helps him. And the next guy I decided to take is Eric Gray. He's a guy that's very versatile. I feel like a guy 
I can put out there to do a lot of different things. And yeah. All right, so with the in the draft, um, can't let this man fall any further than he has fallen. Give me QB1, Dylan Gabriel. Uh, I don't think this is much of a, a decision. Uh, putting Gabriel with Mims and, and Willis on that side. Um, and I feel that there is a not really significant drop off, but a bit of a drop off after, you know, it, it did happen. It's recorded. All right, so with my next pick, pick. All right, so with my next pick, this may come as a surprise to a lot of people, but I like this guy based off the way I like to run my offenses, me personally. So I'm going to take Caden Helms. I think he's a guy that can kind of split out wide. He can do a lot of things. He can be moved around. Um, I like what he can provide really as a run blocker because he's a very underrated run blocker because he's very tall and physical at the point of attack. So that really what is what made me chose him. All right, so with my next pick, I'm going to be going with Jeffrey Johnson. Um, I really want to establish a pass rush, and I think putting him in the middle of my defensive line with Redmond already off the board is the next best uh, decision for me to make. So that is where I'm going with him. Uh, All right, go. All right, so with my next pick, I've decided to take a guy that's a fan favorite in the run game, and he's very good at diagnosing what's what's happening before the play starts. And I feel like that could be key to stopping guys like Dylan Gabriel, who's on your team, and Mims, and just different guys. Like, Hey, did you say the pick yet? Yeah. We didn't say – we didn't hear the pick. We heard everything else put out. So who's the pick? Oh, all right. Well, I've decided to select Danny Stutzman. That's what I thought it was once I heard fan favorite who can stop the run, diagnosing, all that. So, okay. All right, so with my next pick, uh, I'm going to be taking Marcus Major. Um, Eric Gray's off the board. Marcus Major, probably the next best running back. I think he is still going to be able to give me the production um, that I would be able to get with Eric Gray. Except Eric Gray is much better at catching the ball passing lines, but I feel – with Mims and Willis, I have good receivers on this team. So I need someone that can run the ball. Because in Jeff Levy's offense, it is very important to run the ball. I need someone who I can establish a run with. And that really is Marcus Major. All right. So with my next pick, 
I think it's only right I take a quarterback, and I'm going to be taking Nick Evers. Um, he's kind of a guy that can run, has a very good arm, and I feel like he's a guy that I can develop into being a great player. All right, with my next pick, give me David Igwegbu. This is a guy that in that Mike linebacker position is going to be relied on a good amount in Brent Venable's defense. So I feel with Stutzman being gone, them two are in a position battle. I needed to get my Mike linebacker, and that is going to be David Igwegbu. He will be a key point of my defense. Um, yeah. All right, here. So with my next pick, I really think this guy could create a nasty pass rush next to Jalen Redmond, and I decided to pick Marcus Stripling due to the fact that he's a guy that can create havoc in the backfield, especially on the pass rush. He's a great natural instincts as a pass rusher, and I feel like that's what really separates him, separates him above all the other guys. All right, with my next pick, I'm going to be going with another linebacker. That is Deshaun White. Um, I wanted to make my linebackers. I want to have two out of the top three, and I do think I have two out of the top three right now. Um, with Deshaun White next to Igwebu, I feel really comfortable. All right. With my next pick, I feel like I need a guy on defense that's very versatile and kind of do everything. And I'm going to choose Justin Harrington. Because he's really a guy that can do everything. A guy I'm very high on. And, yeah. Dang, bro. I was taking him next, bro. That's a good pick. That's a good pick. I'm going. All right, for my next pick, I'm going to be taking Jalil Farouk. Um, you know, with Dylan Gabriel quarterback, with Marvin Mims at wide receiver, Farouk at wide receiver, and Marcus Major, along with Braden Willis, I definitely feel I have a very good offense setting up. So uh, I like this pick a lot because I think Farouk is definitely one of the top three receivers in the room. Um, so, again, another goal to get two of the top three receivers. I do think I've done that. All right. Mm -hmm. All right. So with my next pick, I am taking a guy that's um, mainly going to be used in some run blocking schemes, and that is Daniel Parker, Jr., Due to his physicality and size, he can be a threat in the red zone. And I feel like him and Caden Helms are polar opposites, which would make them fit well next to each other. All right, with my next pick, I'm going to be taking Kanai Walker. Um, this is a very versatile player. I think he stands like 6'2". I feel very comfortable with him in my secondary. Um, him and Billy Bowman are going to be playmakers back there. I think Kanai Walker is a very good corner. I'm interested to see what he does this year for OU, and I feel very comfortable having him as one of my corners. All right. Yep. So with my next pick, um, I am going to be taking one of the tallest guys on the team, and that is Jaden Gibson. The way he can be used down in the red zone and across the middle of the field is going to be very helpful. And I really like the way he plays. He's big, he's fast, and he's a really good red zone threat. I was going there next. All right, for my next pick, we're going to go with another corner. This is DJ Graham. 
heard a lot of good things about DJ Graham so far. So him and Walker, uh, I feel really comfortable with DJ Graham as one of my corners. I think both of those guys have a real shot at starting next to Woody Washington. So this is a pick I really like getting him. Uh, pretty, I think it's a pretty good pick. But, uh, okay. Yeah, I know. So with my next pick, I feel like I need to solidify some of the interior of the offensive line, and I decided to go with Andrew Ramos. I feel like he's really the most high-ceiling guy on the offensive line. He's kind of a person that's – I know where I'm going. All right, with my next pick, um going to be selecting – Another cornerback. Just kidding. I'm going to be off. Frick, I don't even know where I'm going. Um, was previously going to take my next pick. All right. So I feel like this next guy I'm going to take is very similar to Justin Harrington. But the thing that makes him stand out is he is the fastest guy on the team, and he can play multiple positions. And I feel like he can play from day one, and that is Jaden Rowe. And I'm going to choose to use him at corner. Just based on what we already have there, considering we need some size and speed. So, yeah. All right, with my next pick, with my next pick, I'm going to be going with someone who has a lot of experience. Um, In my defense, I have Kenai Walker, DJ Graham. There's some unknowns. This is a guy that I feel like I can throw a corner. I can throw at safety. I can play him at nickel, and that is Trey Morrison. I really like this pick. Um, he's going to be kind of a, a safety guy, not not a safety as a position. Safety as in he is a safe pick. I know what I'm going to get with Trey Morrison. I like him in my second. All right. So with my next pick, I feel like I need that one-two punch in the backfield at running back. So I'll be going with Javante Barnes. I feel like he's kind of a do-it-all guy. You know, he's very patient in the run game. He's solid in the pass game, solid in pass protection. I feel like he's someone I can just rely on to take the load off of Eric Gray. So that's why I decided to take him. All right, well, with you making that pick, I'm going to go ahead and make this next pick just to make sure you don't get a three-headed monster at running back. Give me Gavin Sawchuk. I feel like he compliments Marcus Major very well. I was waiting for someone to pick the other one so I could pick the next one. So, you know, that type thing. I got it. Uh, I feel like he in my back. It fits well next major. Oh, and I don't know who I want. Okay. So, with my next pick, <coughs> I decided to take a guy that I feel like I can, if I just throw the ball to him, I know he's going to catch it and not going to drop it, and that's Drake Stoops. He's a guy that's been known to make big plays when it's needed. 
And I feel like with having a young and experienced quarterback on my team, like Evers, you need a guy like that on your team. So that's why I've decided to take him. With my next pick, I'm going to get my third corner, someone who can rotate in very well with Walker and DJ Graham. Give me Joshua Eaton. There could be a time when I have a 6-2 corner and a 6-1 corner out there. With you throwing out Jaden Gibson out there, I feel like I do need height. And I feel like Eaton and DJ Graham both have real shots at being the second quarterback, cornerback, not quarterback, next to Woody Washington. All right, so with my next pick, I feel like I need a guy next to Andrew Rame that he can lean on for experience. And I'll be going with McCade Matoyer, the transfer from California. Um, I feel like he's a guy that can step in and help Andrew Rain from day one. And we need two two guys to block up Jeffrey Johnson, so I feel like they can do that. My next pick, I'll take the other guard, Chris Murray. Um, similar situation. I like him and An- Anton Harrison on the line. Um, yeah. Um, I have – all right. Well, I feel like there's a guy that's sitting here – he has too much talent left, or well, he has too much talent. He's young. He's a guy that can fit in next to Danny Stutzman Gray, and that's Jaron Kanak. He's really fast, physical, really a guy that can fly around, just makes plays, and I feel like that's someone that we need next to Stutzman in the linebacker room. All right, with my next pick, I'm going with Aaron Parks. Um, this is someone who – consensus four-star recruit coming out of high school. Um, there was a lot of buzz about him in the spring. He redshirted one year, didn't play. I think he has what it takes to be the next guard next to Chris Murray. He was definitely the best option out there, in my opinion. There's other options that I can go, but I do like having Aaron Parks next to Chris Murray. Good. Just announce it. All right, so... With my next pick, I'll be taking a guy that can go right next to McCabe Natoyer. Uh, Tyler Guyton, he's a guy that's very raw and athletic. So, all right. All right, well, with my next pick, I'm going to take Wanye Morris. Him and Tyler Guyton, I think, is, is a toss-up, really. Um, I like either of them. And once you took Guyton, I knew I had to go Morris. So that is where we're going to go with this one. All right. All right, so with my next pick, I was really considering taking this guy with the last pick, and that is Savion Bird. Yeah, um, I really like what he can do. Um, He's very young and athletic, and he's just – a road grader at tackle, and I feel like I need a guy like that in the run game. Well, let me complete my old line. Give me Robert Conjol, my center. Um, I feel like, you know, he is definitely not as good as Rain, in my opinion, but I don't think he's that far off of a drop. So I am pretty – I'm feeling pretty decent with my O-line. I think, you know, this O-line could be pretty solid. So, yeah. I think I just need to finish off my O-line, too. Um, I feel like this guy has been talked about 
to be the strongest guy on the team, and that is Bray Bray Walker. Out of high school, he was a he was a guy that was a five star recruit, a guy who really has just kind of never developed until people thought he could be. But he's a guy that's had a very good off season and made big leaps. So I feel like he's a guy we can maybe see play some next year, but just depends on really how much. Um, this is a very this is a toss up to multiple positions. I've been waiting to take this dude all night. If you guys are any any bit familiar with our website, you know that this is a dude I'm very high on, so I really like him in the secondary next to Billy Bowman. Give me the man with the plan, Jordan Mukes. So in my opinion, I feel like it's only right I take this guy to pair across from Stripling. That's Ethan Downs. I feel like they're the top two defenders in the room. He was my number three pick. He was my number three pick. Really? Yeah, I Ben took him. He was my number three pick. He's a third guy that's, took. That that I that's part when I didn't hear you. Oh yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. So with my next pick I'm going to take Isaiah Coe. I feel like a guy on the oh. interior of the defensive line that's made big progressions over the offseason. A guy that's very advanced as a defensive tackle in the pass rush game. And he's also a guy that can stop the run at a pretty consistent rate. I feel like when he gets on the field, he just makes plays. And we need guys like that. All right, well. Give me Jordan Kelly. This is a guy that we've heard Todd Bates talk about. Um, I think he's a top three defensive tackle, but I really like Coe. So now that I can't get Coe, I'll put Jordan Kelly on that line paired with Jeffrey Johnson and, and Downs on the end. I think it's a pretty solid line. So I feel like I need that next guy in the cornerback room. You know, I feel like, Jaden Rose, a guy who's very young and experienced, and there's Woody Washington who's just your lockdown guy. I need a guy that's going to bring consistency, a guy that has a lot of experience, recently got in over the summer, a guy we don't know much about, which I expect him to contribute in some way next year, and that is C.J. Colden. And core there, experience like yep. So with my next pick, I feel like this guy I'm going to take is the second fastest guy in the line linebacker room. Really, a guy I feel like who's just going to come in and make tackles, really be able to contribute. Um, a guy who's shown flashes but really hasn't put all this game together yet, and that is Shane Witter. Um, I feel like he's a guy. We're just waiting on to make an impact. I'm very high on him as well. Very high. Well, you know what? Give me Kip Lewis. Um, he has a lot of talent. He can move. 
very well side to side. I feel like I can put him in there as, as that fourth linebacker. He can make plays. So I really like taking him. Um, I have a lot of experience with White, Roof, and Igwebu. Now I need someone young um, to offset that, and that is Kip Lewis. Okay. So with my next pick, this is a guy I've heard who's made a lot of progression, really, over the course of training camp in the summer, and that is Kobe McKenzie. He's kind of a guy who really took on Schmidt's offseason program, too. Guy who really has became leaner and faster. And he's a guy in high school who's very. All right, so. Without my, my next pick, I have a good amount of these. Now I walk DJ Graham, Trey Moore, not yet, yeah, DJ Graham, Trey Morrison, Josh Eaton, Billy Bowman, Jordan Mukes. You get the, you get the gist. You just. But guess what? Give me another one. Gibson. Now, guys, I can put him at nickel. I can put him at corner. I mean, he's proven himself a little. I like the pick. I, I feel that I have four corners that can all play, and I have three guys that can all play nickel. So I have a lot of weapons back there. It's kind of what I was going for. All right. So with my next pick, I'm kind of going to replicate what he just did. A guy, a, guy, a guy that can play corner and nickel. And Gentry Williams, once again, he's one of the fastest guys on the team. Him and Jaden Rowe with that speed. I feel like no one will be able to burn us a deep, which will help us. That's what I was going to take on my next pick anyway, so. All right, for my next pick, give me the person to compliment Ethan Downs. Heard a lot of good things about him. He played next to Ethan Downs last year a bit. I think with Schmitty, he only got better. On the other end, someone I think is another weapon. Give me Reggie Grimes. All right. Well, um, you have not taken Jonah Lalu, correct? Yeah, Jonah's still on the board. All right, well, I feel like I got to get someone next to Stripling because I feel like after those four guys, there's really a step down in everyone else. And Jonah Lalu is more of a bigger and fit physical guy and someone you can rely on stop the run extremely well, so that's why I decided to take him. All right, give me another weapon at receiver to, to compliment Farouk and, and Mims. Give me J.J. Hester. Now, I can throw this big 6'4 fast body in the slot with with experience. Gives Dylan Gabriel in my offense another weapon. Um, I feel pretty good about the pick. So, with my next pick in the receiver room, I feel like I need this guy, all right? This guy, he's 6'2", about the same height as Theo Wee, 6'2", 6'3", and he's more on the faster side, but he's also a great route runner, and that is Nick Anderson. I really like what he can bring to this room. I feel like he's an, another guy that can just go out there and make plays, so that's why I really like him.
Yeah, let me go ahead and take the next one. Give me LV Bunkley Shelton. Um, I really like this guy. This is a guy that uh, Theo Weiss says is one of the smoothest route runners on the team. Uh, I can put him in the slot. I can put him and Hester in the slot. Another guy with experience. And just another weapon. Okay. Yeah, 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 I do. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Don't start it yet. All right, so with my next pick, I'm deciding to take a guy who can really come in. He's very experienced, played a lot of games. Sooner fans don't really like him that much based off the Peach Bowl where he kind of just got thrown in there. And I feel like last year he was the most consistent defensive back in the second half of the year. He had quite a bit of interceptions, and he was just a guy that – Made plays, and I'll be taking Justin Broyles, so you want to back up Nickelback. All right, yeah, that's a good pick. Uh, um, I got to go in here, and I got to get some depth for my own line. I got five guys. Give me someone, true freshman, and he has been talked about pretty good amount on the O-line. Give me Big Sexy. All right, well, so with my next pick, there's kind of, this guy I feel like has too much talent to not still be here. He's a guy that was offered in the recruiting process by OU very early. He was a very low-rated low player. I decided to take Robert Spears Jennings. He's a guy be very, very um, – important to this team down the road. So, yeah. Yeah, for my next pick, go ahead for depth purposes. Got to have guys like him. You know, I think future-wise, he could be someone who – Okay. All right, well, with my next pick, just because um, I need depth on the offensive line, and um, I have decided to take a guy who can potentially make an impact. I believe he's converted from defensive line just last season, and that is Marcus Hicks. Um. He's a guy I feel like that can contribute in the future. Heard he's a guy in training camp who's made a lot of improvement. He's a guy that's contributing in one. I think my. On my D line, he's probably going to have to play a little bit for depth reasons, but there's still some other guys I could snag to put next to him. I really do think he has a bright future, Norman, as a, I don't know. So, again,
With my next pick, I'll be taking a guy who's just made an impact. Um, someone that is experienced. Um, a guy I feel like I can rely on. That's Corey Roberson. You know, he's kind of just a guy who's played. He's made some plays, but he is kind of lower on the depth chart just because he's not as talented as he makes plays. Yeah, R for my next pick. Let me kind of go with the same thing. This is a player I think we could see this year. Uh, I think he could end up being a second-string guy. Give me Joshua Ellison. All right, in the DN room, um, I'll be taking R. Mason Thomas. He's a guy who's had some buzz in camp as being a very talented guy. He was a top – he was a four-star recruit along the defensive line, so I expect him to contribute in the future. Yeah, with my next pick, give me someone who I I really, really like. Um, If you all follow on Instagram, you've seen him make a play, but, you know, I really just think his athleticism and speed and, and all that – he could be a future guy you see at safety. That is Damon Harmon. Now, he can be used in a lot of different positions. He played a good amount last year um, as a as a true freshman. So, yeah. All right, I know who I'm going to take. Well, in the safety room, I'm taking a guy that I was very high on under the previous regime, and that's Bryson Washington. He's a guy who's very fast. He was very talented recruit out of high school, I believe. He was a top 150 player overall, the safety position, a top 10 safety. Um, he's very talented. And a guy I know who can make an impact, it's just a matter of um, – Yeah, all right. For my next pick, giving me who I think the best player left on the board. I've been contemplating when to take him ever since the first round. But in the first 10 picks, um, this is someone who, if my offense can't move it against his defense, is going to be able to flip the field immediately. Uh, and he's 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 very you know he's, he you can tell he put in work with Schmitty as a specialist. Me, Lord willing, the man with the plane, hang time Turk. So with my next pick, we need someone that can contribute on special teams, and I'll be taking Zach Schmidt. He's the guy I expect to start from day one at kicker. He's been around the program for a couple years now, I believe. He's a guy I feel like can potentially be just someone that's very consistent, maybe not the strongest leg, but we need consistency in that room. Guys, for my next pick, give me my backup quarterback. The guy who I think could be the backup quarterback, will be the backup quarterback, IRL, gives me Davis Bevel. Pit transfer, um, I think he was 14 for 18 for about 140-something yards, uh, interception and a touchdown. In, a, in my, I don't think it was the Peach Bowl, it wasn't some, some bowl game in New Year's Six. Um, with my next pick, I'll be taking my backup quarterback. Um, 
I feel like this was really a tough pick, but I feel like I need a guy who is probably the best name in all of college football, and that is General Booty. He's a guy who has a very good arm, and he is someone I feel like can come in. And if Evers goes down, I need someone to make a big throw down the field. He can be the guy to do it. Yeah, with my next pick, give me a, a tight end who's going to help me out in the run game a little bit. True freshman, give me Jason Lelewellen. Um, Braden Willis and Lelewellen, I feel, is pretty solid for tight ends. Yep. Okay. With my next pick, um, I'll be taking a guy that can come and contribute at guard. He's a guy in high school that did wrestling. He's a very big, strong, physical dude, and I'll be taking Jake Taylor. All right, well, with my next pick, ah, it's tough. There's three guys, four, four, four guys I really want. Let me get one of them. Um, give me Tolly Walker. Um, in the run game, I feel like I put him in, you know, he's, he's a bowling ball. So in the red zone, he will definitely help us. So, with my next pick, I'll be kind of mirroring what you did. I'll be taking Bentavious Thompson. He's a guy at UCF that contributed some. Um, he's someone that I don't really know if he'll get on the field or not, but he has experience. It's like you can never have too much guys with experience on your team. Yeah, so with my next pick, go ahead and give me – Big three twenty-five pound beast on the deal line. Alton Tarver. Okay. With my next pick, I feel like I'll be taking a guy that's I wouldn't say not very many people know about yet. He's a guy I know Brent Venables loves. And a guy in the wide receiver room who can just who just runs a straight out. Four four flat, someone that can fly. Gavin Freeman. I feel like if you have a guy like that, you can just send on a streak. He can be this guy, someone you can use on a slant. They can just kind of gain yards after the catch. Are by ESPN. He has the talent to get it done. It's in this year. So, with my next pick, I'll be taking a guy who recently in camp is starting to make some buzz. And Grayson Halton, um, over the last practices, I heard the game's really starting to come to him. And he's someone I expect to make um, an impact down the line in the future, but not this year. But he really bulked up to 275, and I believe he can get up to 290, 295 and be a dominant presence on the interior. All right, so with my next pick, 
go ahead and give me someone who I can put on the end as a depth purpose. Brendan Walker. Um, I've heard the name a couple times throughout the summer camp as someone who can potentially make a bit of an impact. But uh, as, as a third guy in my end room, I think it's salt pick. All right. Well, so with my next pick, um, there's a guy who made a nice play in the spring game in the defensive back room. He intercepted a pass off Dylan Gabriel. I was throwing to Julio Farouk back shoulder and Kendall Dennis. He's a guy that I believe is about six foot. He's decently tall. He's fast. And he's a guy that can maybe contribute down the road. Um, He's a guy that really isn't talked about that much. I feel like he's a guy who can just come in the game and make a play once in a while when it's needed. Yeah, give me uh, Jamarian Burt. Uh, watching a couple camp videos, I've seen him, seen him do some some nice things a couple times as a true freshman. Um, you know, he he has pretty good athleticism. I think. As a depth guy back there, you can't really go wrong with him. Okay. Well, with my next pick, um, I'll be taking a guy who was originally committed to Iowa State, I believe. Is that right? I think so. And and Kavanta Henry, um, he's a guy I expect to contribute in the future. He's a guy that the staff was able to pull away at the end of that recruiting cycle when they first came in the 2022 class he was a four uh a very high three star low four star recruiter however you want to look at it um a guy who can come in and contribute in the future all right so for the last pick of this draft give me someone who we actually saw in the game against kansas make a really big player on the reverse give me trey west um as i think sixth guy in my wide receiver room something like that i'm fine with it i like the pick all right, so we're just going to go ahead and go through each other's teams. I'll go through mine. Um, at quarterback, I have uh, my fifth pick, Dylan Gabriel, followed by Davis Bevel. At running back, I have a guy who uh, I selected seventh. That's Marcus Major, followed by Gavin Sawchuk um, with Tawi Walker in there for depth as well. At receiver, I have my first pick, Marvin Mims. Um, I have Jalil Farouk. Um, also at receiver, we have um, – J.J. Hester, L.V. Bunkley, Shelton, Trey, Trayvon West. Uh, on the O-line, I have Anton Harrison, uh, Aaron Parks, Wanya Morris, Robert Conjol, um, and Chris Murray. Defensive ends, I have Ethan Downs, my number third pick, um, and Reggie Grimes. We have... Uh, in there as a backup um, that is going to be Brendan Walker. Um, on the defensive tackles, my number six pick, Jeffrey Johnson. I have Josh Ellison, Jordan Kelly, Alton Tarber, Calvin Gilliam. Linebackers, I have David Uguegbu, Deshaun White, T. Um, in the
Trey Morris, Jaden Davis can play there. Uh, in terms My two safeties will be Billy Bowman, who was my number second pick, and Jordan Mukes. Another guy who's going to get thrown in both of those positions, safety and nickel, is going to be Damon Harmon. And again, we have All right. All right, so with me, I, f I feel very confident with the team I've drafted. I really like the versatility I drafted. Um, in my QB room, I have Nick Evers and General Booty. Uh, in the running back room, I have Eric Gray, Javante Barnes, a.k.a. the next sensation at Oklahoma, and Ventavious Thompson. At my wide receiver room, I have Theo Weiss, Jaden Gibson, Drake Stoops, Nick Anderson, and Gavin Freeman. In the tight end room, I have Caden Helms and Daniel Parker. In the O-line room, I have Andrew Rame, McCade Matoyer, Tyler Guyton, Savion Bird, Bray Walker, Marcus Hicks, and Jake Taylor. In the defensive end room, I have Marcus Stripling, Jonah Laulu, R. Mason Thomas, and Kevonta Henry. And in the interior defensive line room, I have Jalen Redmond, Isaiah Coe, Corey Roberson, and Grayson Halton. In the linebacker room, I have Danny Stutzman, Jaron Kanak, Shane Witter, and Kobe McKenzie. In the cornerback room, I have Woody Washington, Jaden Rowe, CJ Colden, Gentry Williams, and Kendall Dennis. In the nickelback room, I have Justin Harrington. In the safety room, I have Key Lawrence, Justin Broyles, Robert Spears Jennings, and Bryson Washington and a punter. I have Josh Plaster and a kicker. I have Zach Schmidt. So, yeah, um, thank you everyone for tuning in to today's podcast. Yeah. We appreciate y'all for listening. This is episode three. We have more content on the yeah, way. Stay. Yeah, and then. for sure, be be uh be aware with our Twitter, the Sooner Surge. Um, we're gonna have a poll up, and you guys can vote on which team you think is best, my team or his team. Um, in our next podcast, um, uh, our third member Jason will be picking which team he likes best. Um, we're not gonna tell him who's his whose team. We're just gonna say A A and B, and see who he picks. So. Um, yeah, on our website, we have tons of content um, that is we've been working on. Um, so make sure you all get tuned to that. It's, it's going to be the thesoonersurge.wordpress.com. Um, and like Jackson said, thank you guys for listening. If you made it this far, um, you got anything to add, Jackson? Uh, not just everything you said. Um, uh, nope, that's it. All right, peace out, everyone. Boomer.